Yo. Yo. It's a real New York thing to do. So they say yo. I don't even think it's like black and Spanish people that only do that. I think of the Italians back when they used to live in the Bronx or East Harlem back in the day, they used to do that too. It's like such a fucking Northeast animalistic call. Yo. Yo. What's up? I'm back. Nothing important podcast. Is this going to be important? Nope. Nothing's important. Is that the, the purpose of the name of the podcast? Was I saying nothing is important? Was I being like philosophically negative? Or am I saying nothing that I'm talking about is important? I actually got the name. I was going to name the podcast some stupid shit before. And um, I watched Bill Burr. He's a comedian. A white man from Boston. And he does a podcast with another guy, Italian, from New York. I know you're like, Matt, why are you supporting these whiteies? They're funny. They make me they make me giggle. Oh no homo. Um Yeah, I was watching their podcast and that was the name of one of their episodes, Nothing Important. And I was like, Yeah, that's kinda like the angle I wanna get at. I'm a deep guy. I like having philosophical conversations. I like getting into the esoteric concepts. Do I want to, you know, face front present myself as, or my podcast rather as like some deep thought or like, you know, I don't, life is hard. Life is complicated. You don't need another source of heavy information. Some of my episodes are going to be kind of fucking heavy. Some of the episodes, I might be in a weird place emotionally and I want to trigger you. Like the aim of that episode may be to upset you. Not like, you know, the, the clever thing that an old wise man would do to a young fool. Like I upset you so you would learn the lesson just to fuck with you. That's what I'm on. Um, but yeah, I, 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 didn't want, I didn't want this to be too serious. So I thought about it. I was like nothing important podcast. This is nothing important. You know? I was bouncing out. I might change the name again. You know, we're still early. We're still early. We're still early. Um, <laughs> um, I was thinking about what was the other name that I was going to use? It was nothing important. Uh, I got to tell you. And I was like, that's real fucking. Like, you know, what I mean? Hey, I got to tell you something. It's like real like old time New Yorker. I love, I, I, I'm, I, I talk to like my, my mother's cousins. So they're my cousins too, but they're like once removed or whatever the fuck. My, my grandma, I've said it before, she moved to, from Puerto Rico with her sister. She had like 11 sisters and they all started moving in the 1960s to New Jersey and then settled in Manhattan and Brooklyn and the Bronx and Queens, New York. And my grandmother, she moved to, to Harlem eventually. That's where I'm from. But her sister... Elisa, my grandma's name is Alicia. That's also my daughter's name. Alicia. Mira Alicia. Um, her sister, Elisa, who's older than her, moved to Brooklyn. And her kids, which are my mother's first cousins. I'm doing the whole family tree thing. You get to see it all. Um, I remember when I was like 19. I needed a job. And they all did demoli minor demolition, construction work. So I started working with them. It's just fucking hilarious to listen to people. If 
from like the 60s and 70s. Like they grew up 60s, 70s, 80s. And in New York, like the accent is fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Matthews. Matthews. Like they put a fucking S on the end of my name, Matthew. I don't know why. Hey, Matthews, can you pass me the cigarettes? A lot of S's. Um, yeah, that's how people talk back then. Like fucking dopes. Like idiots. You know? I talk about that. I was like, why is everybody in the South associated with a dumb accent? Like, you hear somebody at Southern? My pleasure. My pleasure. Hey, sir, you dropped your wallet. My pleasure. I didn't... Why are you fucking... Saying my pleasure. I'm trying to help you out, you fucking idiot. I should rob you. Um. But yeah, it's, it's, I think everywhere has dumb accents. If people are like real stereotypical to the accents, like Boston, there's a lot of smart guys that come out of Boston. But they sound like fucking idiots. Bastin. Ah. Ka. Yeah. Nah. Like fucking animals. You angry Irish molested children. No. Um, I just assume anytime anybody's like white and from the Catholic church that they had fingers in their ass. That's what I do. That's my stereotyping. That is my prejudgment. That is my issue, and I need to get mature. That I, I think every Irish person from the Northeast um, at some time between elementary and middle school had fingers in their ass. That's how I look at stuff. But um, those same people would be like, hey, your father's a fucking crackhead, and they're not wrong. <laughs> so I might, you know, it's just a law of compensation. I might be correct as well. My daddy was a crackhead. Crack fucked up. Ooh, crack fucked up New York in the 1980s. My friend, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about crack. Crack cocaine is a hell of a drug. Um, it's got to be good, right? I th- Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Crack. Who made Crack. I, I, it's funny because this thing happens when, like, a conspiracy. A conspiracy, I, for anybody that has, like, a wild conspiracy, and you know you're not a crazy person. I'm not talking about, like, crazy people. I'm not. The other day, I'm walking down the street. I'm walking down Peachtree. I live in Atlanta and Buckhead. I'm in the, the neighborhood with the money. If you know what Buckhead is, I'm turning into Donald Trump. I was walking down Peachtree Road. Uh, beautiful day. And there was this guy, and he's obviously mentally ill. He's homeless. He looks like he hasn't bathed in a long time. And his eyes are glassed over like crazy. So I'm like, this guy's probably high out of his fucking noggin. He is very under the influence of something. And he comes to me, and he's like, and this is how I know he was fucked up. Because, I mean, I'm around drug addicts my whole life. New York City, baby. You know, the, the regular spiel is like, you know, somebody wants to pray for you and then they ask you for money or like, oh, pa, you look just like my son and I can't raise him. Can you please give me a metro card? You know, that type of shit. Um, this guy didn't want to, he didn't want my money. He didn't, he really didn't, he was trying to inform me of something that he was like in a paranoid attack about. He's like, man, you got to go Google. And I forget the name of the condition. He was, it sounded like he was just fucking making it up off the top of his head, but he was convinced you know, whatever drug he was taking, put him in a universe where that shit is actually happening. He was talking about spiders crawling out of his ear. He made a big old cardboard sign. We explained, and he had great handwriting. I got to say that. 
It's like somebody give this guy a fucking job. Does anybody handwrite anymore? Is there any purpose to handwrite? Handwriting? No purpose. There's no purpose. I forgot what I was talking about. Anyway, um, yeah. That's that. Oh, we're going to talk about crack. Crack cocaine is hell of a drug. Yeah, I don't even think that guy was on crack. He was on some shit. His crack is like kind of an upbeat, you know? Nobody talks about that. Everybody talks about crackhead like breaking in your car and stealing your shit. You know, crackhead robbing you, pushing an old lady down, stealing a purse. Uh, nobody talks about like the, 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 the good side of crackheads. You know what I mean? Like the dancing, crack dance, you know? A crackhead, when they want crack, is very dangerous. But after they've had the crack, they're a good fucking time. You can hang around, like, high crackheads. Good time. They just want to dance, baby. They just want to dance. Yeah. Uh, Crack ruined my family. And I blame it on the white man. White people, man. Isn't that fucking funny? Like, you know the same thing I know. You know that there are some rich, old families in this country and around the world who are Caucasian, that have just fucked black and Spanish people. It's not necessarily like you did something. You know, you were probably passively racist. Like you give people dirty looks or you just like adhere to certain political beliefs because the candidate is obviously racist. You know, you're smug and you're pompous, but you're not like putting black people in cages, but you get that responsibility on your shoulders. Isn't that the fucking funny game of passing the puck? Nobody's ever like, hey, these billionaire families that have been enslaving people for thousands of fucking years in various ways, physical enslavement, mental enslavement, taxing people, stealing their money, creating a system where there's no social or or economic mobility. Nobody nobody cares about them. They're worried about like the, the regular white guy. And that guy's so stupid, he buys into like their fucking thing of like divisiveness and then he thinks he's better. You're a piece of shit too, bro. You're a piece of shit just like me. Um, stay on topic, man. I'm talking about crack cocaine. I'm talking about crack, baby. It's crack, baby. If I was like, if I ever sold crack, I would be like the best, like the funnest crack dealer. Like, I wouldn't be like gangster with a gun. You know what I mean? I'd be cool. You know, I'd go to hang out with the crackheads. They'd be like, yeah, baby, I got crack for you, man. Yeah. You know, mingle with them. Get them all high. Get them some free samples. You know, like a little fucking party bag of like shit crackheads like hard candies. You know? Shit like that. Crack, crack, crack is a hell of a drug. Anyway, so if you were in New York in the 1980s, you probably saw the... The fucking real life zombie land in Harlem or Brooklyn or the Bronx, the Bronx. So they talk in the Bronx. Um, there's different New York accents. People don't know that. In Harlem, people speak with the New York accent. You know, in the hood, you hear like an urban accent. But the funniest thing, and it, it, <laughs> you from New York, you probably know this. Like you get a, a black woman from Harlem. And the angrier she gets, the more proper she'll talk. That happens. I don't know why the fuck that happens. It's not any other bor- borough, but Harlem, it happens. But like, what exactly are you talking about? You know? The angrier they get, the more proper they speak. Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn's crazy to me. Brooklyn is fucking crazy to me. I don't... 
I don't like Brooklyn. It confuses me. Like, just navigating that. It's just like a huge fucking plot of land and just navigating it is just ridiculous, you know? doesn't feel like New York to me. It feels like, no, Brooklyn is New York. It feels like New York, but fuck Brooklyn. Anyway, and the Bronx is just a war zone, you know? It's funny because the Bronx is way more dangerous than Harlem and way more dangerous than Brooklyn. And Harlem is dangerous. And Brooklyn is dangerous. But the Bronx somehow still is like people are still cooler. Like, not cool, like cool, but like they're more chill. And you take a walk in the Bronx and people are nicer. It's more of a sense of community. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, that's fucking weird, but it is more of a sense of community. You in Harlem, you in Brooklyn, the vibe is paranoia. You looking behind your back. You know what I mean? I used to do these things when I was younger. And you coming out of high school and you like looking in the reflection of a car behind you. Because if you just cock your neck back, you just look like a vagina and, you know, it's fresh meat. They're going to they're going to step on your head, young man. So you got to be a little bit covert how you, you, you look at your surroundings. But I noticed in the Bronx, nobody's fucking checking behind them. Nobody's doing none of that. Everybody's just heads up in the clouds, having a good time. They all talk like this. I'm from the Bronx. Um, what I think it is and why, what makes the Bronx so dangerous comparatively, and I'll get back to crack eventually, but do I really need it? You, I mean, you know what happened with crack in the 1980s. Fuck the politics. Anyway, um, the reason that I think the Bronx is more dangerous because it's not really calculated. Like in Harlem, there's a big drug game. It's a big money game. So a lot of it's territory and it's, it's a lot of chess that goes on. Like you would be so fucking surprised how smart... A lot of these people are that, you know, are deemed criminals. To me, a politician is a criminal. For me, no. A little bias. But uh, in the Bronx, it's just like nothing is calculated. It's not like a setup. It's not none of that shit. It's a lot of like emotional response. So I feel like, you know, shit could just not be going wrong at all and then all of a sudden woo you know you looked at somebody and then it's on or like somebody literally you know some gangster plans to go to the the store to just buy a sandwich and they see somebody and then you know i mean it's not like in harlem you go to rob somebody it's like a whole fucking ritual before that you know what i mean like people get high they listen to some music and they go out with a big group they used to call it stalling they jump somebody or rob somebody this that and the third there's a lot of plotting there's a lot of beforethought. Is that called forethought? Beforethought? Where's the B in that word? But um, in the Bronx, I feel like it's just like impromptu shit. It's like the improv of the criminal world. You know, everything's off the cuff. And so it does make it more dangerous. You know, you can't really prepare for shit. Situation might be completely normal. And then emotions arise. You know, you're in a laundromat. Everybody's drying their clothes. You know, nothing's going wrong. A guy gets a text from his girlfriend. Hey, I'm fucking your brother right now. Fuck you. And then he wants to go beat up somebody. Now you got to fight. Um, that's the Bronx. The Bronx. A lot of, you know, quick emotional reaction. I was talking about crack cocaine is a hell of a drug. Um, crack was a motherfucker, man. Crack effectively killed my uncle. Not exaggerating. Uh, I'm not vying for your empathy either. I was like eight years old. Um, 
My father smoked crack. My father got off crack. I think I said that in the previous episode. I was like, who the fuck is a recovered crackhead? My poppy. Me poppy. That means I have resilient genetics. Um, was I a crack baby? Is that what you're thinking? I don't know. Uh, yeah, and my, you know, my mother was like a repeat offender, and I'm not talking about a criminal. I'm just saying she 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 made the same des- des- decisions, the same interesting decisions multiple times. So she left my father after having two children with him because she found out he was on crack cocaine. Um, good decision, uh, much applause, and then got with a guy who got on crack cocaine. So my stepfather was a crackhead too. Um. You know, I'm just I'm just telling the truth here. I am just telling the truth here. Uh, there's this like this this narrative. I think Dave Chappelle is the first guy that kind of like had the idea. He probably not even had the idea, but he has the platform to talk about it. But super fucking relatable when he talks about white heroin addicts, like the opioid crisis, and um, how he really doesn't have a lot of sympathy for that. That's how I feel. That is how I feel. We have a president. In office right now, the guy that he fucking shakes hands with midair, that guy, who's like reading the shit he's not supposed to read on the teleprompter, and he falls off of stationary bikes, that guy, the walking corpse, um, he was heavily systemically racist um, and contributed to the criminalization of the black and Hispanic people in the 1980s. And I, I really do think it was like a domino effect to leading up until now. He, you know, the things that he did systemically, the laws that he worked on and the bills, 99 crack laws, you know, basically like predatory, racial predatory laws that give people automatic, like they automatically have to be charged and sentenced to something uh, if they have crack. But if you're like a first time offender with cocaine, which is more synonymous to the white community, crack was more synonymous to the black community. Um, obviously that distinction is the same thing. It's just a little bit of a different chemical processing. It's the same fucking drug, but white people were not going to prison while black people were getting ridiculous charges put on their head. Um, that's Joe Biden, Joe Byron. Um, that's that guy. And we voted. I, I love thinking about this. It's like how petty are black and Spanish people? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the heat off of white people for un momentito, for one moment. How petty has binary politics made you? Has this game of red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican? We have a guy named Donald Trump who's, you really have to remember this, people. And I really want you to think about this. This guy was a reality TV star before he was elected as a president. He was a reality TV star. He's not a real human being. This guy is a fucking TV character. Wake up. Wake up. You remember Lawrence Fishburne in school days? Um, I wish I could just insert his voice in right now, screaming, wake up. That was a really creative kind of turn in that movie, right? At the end where everybody was like sleeping. I get the metaphor. Anyway, Spike Lee. What up, baby? What's up with the Knicks? Anyway, um, back on to, to the topic. Um, black and Spanish people. I'm kind of put the heat on you for a second. How petty has binary politics made you? 
How petty have you become? Because there's some fucking orange orangutan that gets elected president and says some bad shit about Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and black people. Because he said some bad things that you guys are willing to negate the fact that we're witnessing a guy whose brain is turned off. They're fucking pumping him with adrenaline, some type of fucking amphetamines and steroids to keep his body moving. But he's obviously fucking brain dead. I'm talking about Joe Biden. He's a zombie. He's dying before your eyes and you become that petty that you don't even acknowledge the reality that we have a president. It's like that. that that's, that's the shit that's going to drive me crazy. That's what's going to make me smoke crack. No. Um, <laughs> I just throw away everything. The hard work and uh, defeating all of my past traumas for the last 15 years of my life. We're just smoking crack once. Like, eh, fuck it. Let's roll the dice, baby. No, I, I do think black and Spanish people are being petty as shit or you're brainwashed or you don't think for yourself or something's going on. Because I can't even think about Trump when I'm thinking about Biden. Trump was a that was a fucking show. It was a it was a soap opera. I get it. It was a lot. The guy was talking shit. He was never answering a question straight. He was like the fucking salesman of all salesmen. It was something to watch. He was doing comedy fucking comedy central specials at, at debates. It was something. I get it, but I'm talking about like that offended you so much you can't even see what's right in front of you. This guy shook hands with midair. I know you saw that fucking video. <laughs> I know you saw that fucking video. I know you saw the video where he, after a speech, turns away from the podium and shakes hands with a fucking apparition. He shook hands with a fucking ghost. There was nothing there. There wasn't even, there was nobody else on the fucking stage. It's not like his eyes are fucking going out on him and there was somebody three feet back and he thought they were closer. He shook hands with mid fucking air. That scares the fuck out of me. It, it, it scares the shit out of me because you would think in a competent society, if politics wasn't fake and it wasn't this big puppet show, that some adult that was close to, you know, being as powerful as the president. You know, there's a, there's a, the rules of checks and balances in this country. There's, there's other powerful people beside the, the seat of presidency. He's just the head. But there's other branches. There's, you know, heads of military. There's people who make big decisions. You think any of them would be like, maybe this guy's not up for the fucking job. Maybe let's reconsider. But we just like keep this thing going. We just keep the hamster, hamster running on the wheel and everybody just accepts it because it's like, at least the guy's not talking about spics. At least he's not shooting toilet paper rolls into a crowd of fucking Puerto Ricans during a hurricane. That was funny. That, you know, I'm going to offend people with my take on this. I'm Puerto Rican, so I can make fun of it, right? No. Um, But of all, like, the racist shit that you could do, that was the funniest shit that I've ever seen in my fucking life. This guy was shooting, I'm talking about Donald Trump here. After Hurricane Maria, he shows up. He doesn't have shit in his hand when he shows up. There's like supplies that are already there. So it was donated. I guess FEMA stepped in or whatever the fuck. Whoever bought these guys tissue paper. And he's taking rolls of toilet paper and like shooting it like three pointers into the crowd. I was like, this guy is fucking hilarious. If you can't see the comedy in that, your soul is dead. 
And it might sound to you like I'm preferencing Donald Trump over Joe Biden. And so you're like negating the logic that I, I just, you know, displayed saying maybe we should get the guy out of the office that is shaking hands with a ghost. You're, you're, you're now, you, you forgot that because you're offended because you think I like Trump more than Joe Biden. That's not what I'm saying. Neither of these things inform each other. I'm saying that you're so petty and offendable and you're so angry because you didn't like a guy that the next guy that gets the job, you don't care that he's dead. It's craziness. It's craziness. I don't even care that, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about his racism. You know, he was like fucking openly racist. So the, 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 they got the fucking most racist duo in the world. Kamala Harris is like the number one in fucking convicting black men or some whatever her, her statistics are just vile. And then you got Joe Biden who makes these laws just putting black men in prison by the fucking dozens. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that the guy is <laughs> he's obviously had multiple strokes. Like, what is going on, man? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a clone. Maybe they, they just made a whole bunch of clones and uh, the clones have like a lifespan of three days. I'm going to go QAnon because I can't accept the retardation that is reality. People are so ready to shit on a conspiracy theorist and they can't even look in the mirror and be like, maybe I'm being a little biased. Not talking shit about Joe Biden shaking hands with midair. Maybe I'm being a little biased that the guy falls asleep on television. Maybe I'm being a little biased. Maybe I'm being a little biased. Um, I'm in a silly fucking mood, aren't I? I'm in a silly fucking mood. I love people that like... <laughs> They talk like action heroes. I, I've said this a lot. I've worked in sales for many years. I sold my soul to capitalism. Um, I used to work in... And I'm waiting for this company to get out of litigation. The company actually got shut down by the fucking feds. They got cease and desist by many states. And um, But this has to be a Netflix special in like 10 years. Like the, the shit that this company fucking pulled off. When I was a younger man and I first got into sales, I was a commodities broker. What that means to the ill-educated is I sold a commodity that was a hedge against inflation or market downturns. I sold numismatic gold coins. Uh, I was basically just helping people, helping people. I just told you it was a fucking scam. Um, I was just selling gold and silver, like white people like buying gold and silver because they think the dollar is going to collapse. Um, so I would sell gold and silver to all white people. But anyway, after a lot of markups and um, justified theft, uh, the company shut down. And uh, I just can't wait till like somebody's going to have to pick this shit up. Somebody's going to have to pick this company up. I'm not going to mention the name of the company, Meadows.com, because, I mean, there's no point. You know, I don't want to get involved. They're already in litigation. Um, the company I'm referring to, once again, I don't want to say their name, Meadows.com. Uh, but I did work there. Um, I'm not at fault, however, because I was just a poor boy and I didn't know nothing. Um, yeah, I just find it funny, man. This, this, 
the, the shit that they were doing to people, the things that they were doing, ladies and gentlemen. If Netflix approached me in like five years and was like, uh, we actually wanted to make a documentary about the $50 million um, scam that went on through various states uh, and your connection to an operation in Los Angeles, California, uh, you will be your face will be blurred out and we will change your voice. First thing I would request, I like the whole blurred thing. I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like barely six feet. So you would see like the um, the shadow of a large man in a chair. But I want like a, a lady voice. You know, they always do like the deepener thing. And the guy it sounds like fucking Bane from Batman. I want a grandma voice, you know, because I want people to understand that at the root of me, I'm just a nice, sensitive little boy. Um, but I would do it, man. You you cut me a fucking check, I'll snitch on all those motherfuckers, man. Fuck them. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them with a big dick in the ass. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Metals.com. Um, yeah, I was just like Googling them last night. They took over their website with like a receivership. Like the feds turned their website into a receivership page where it just like goes through the timeline of all the litigation and gives like... These hyperlinks where you can go and claim, you know, your piece of the pie back, which they're, they're not going to get a fraction of what they fucking invested back. I remember the, 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 one of the owners of the company, this guy was a fucking moron. He, he was a brilliant guy in terms of like, you know, sociopathic uh, Ponzi schemes. But um, he was loud. He was loud. Like I'm being loud right now. I'm incriminating myself. He was loud. He had like an Instagram full of Lamborghinis and Ferraris that he would just devalue. Just put, you know, ridiculous paint jobs on a $500,000 fucking foreign car. And I'm just like, oh, you're just balling the fuck out, aren't you? You are balling the fuck out. Um, I think they're still in operation, though. They just like changed their name every two years. But I got out of that shit and I, I went legitimate. I work in legitimate companies. The company I work for, you probably heard of, ladies and gentlemen. By the time I put these recordings, I'm probably going to quit. I'm so tired of corporate America. I'm so tired. It's such an American thing, right? You know, I just described all this fucking pain in my family tree. And I get to live a life where I get paid pretty well to do something that I'm pretty good at that requires 40 hours of my week comparatively throughout history, like people had to, you know what I'm saying? Like do slave labor. They were just born slaves or they were fucking, you know, there was no social or economic mobility. And I'm complaining because, you know, I don't feel fulfilled. That's what California does for you. When I was in New York, I was doing anything for money. Any fucking thing. I moved to Los Angeles for four years and I became a bitch. This isn't fulfilling. Um, that's what, that's what LA does to you, man. It makes you a hoity-toity bitch, bitch, bitch. Um, no, I, I really don't give a fuck, man. I don't know, you know, what this life is about. I don't know if we're in a fucking light matrix. I don't know if this is a hologram, if we're Sims and the guy who is playing the video game that we perceive as this universe 
like fucking died from jerking off and asphyxiating himself. And so we're just stuck in this loop where he could just he could just cure humanity with a couple clicks, but he's dead uh, with the mouse in his hand and his dick in the other hand and sperm on his knees, blue in the face with a belt tied around his neck. And so we're just we're just waiting for the inevitable for that for that computer to die. And it's just taking a long fucking time. The guy has really good Wi-Fi, so life just keeps on going and going and going. I don't know if that's what we're experiencing, if we're part of a big video game. But if that's the case and my life is just a one one little insignificant character, you know, of, of pixelated light, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy what my life is. And I'm tired, man. I'm tired of corporate America. I didn't tell you a company I work for right now, right? I don't I don't want to get fired before I want to get fired, if you know what I mean? Like when you're ready to get fired, then you just start fucking doing shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're ready, when you got the fucking plan to get out of there, you just start doing bullshit. You just fucking you talk to your bosses any which way, you clock in late. They'd be like, hey, I saw you clocked in late. Like, yep. Yeah, you got good eyes there. Your eyes are working. Yeah, I was worried about you getting a little old. Um I'm kind of an asshole with my management already. I'll be very honest with you. I am not a nice a nice employee. I'm kind of a dick. Kind of a dick. It's because like, I blame these people who are stuck in the same rat race that I'm stuck in. It's not their fault. They didn't create the culture that, or of capitalism in this country that requires people to give all their fucking time to get meaningless material items so that they feel like they're doing something with themselves, just neglecting themselves emotionally and spiritually, finding no deeper meaning in life. They didn't create that paradigm. They're existing in it as well. And I'm just giving them fucking shit. Just give them shit. Because why not? Um, yeah. I get lost when I'm talking, man. <laughs> I'm talking about a lot of stuff. But this is what this is what the podcast is going to be, you know? Is any of what I'm talking about important? I don't know. It all might not be important, and that's why I named the podcast Nothing Important. I've told you guys previously, I'm going to say it again, my email link is on the Spotify app. Uh when you search the Nothing Important podcast with Matt Reyes, again the Nothing Important podcast with Matt Reyes you're listening to right now, hopefully you can fucking read the title. And so you don't need me to spell it out for you. There is going to be a hyperlink with my email. Email me. The king and sheepskin at gmail.com. Because I'm a big boy. Big boys use Gmail. I tell people like I have another email. It's Yahoo. And people like, they, they fucking look at me like I'm a fucking child rapist. They're like, you still use Yahoo? It's one of my fucking emails. What's wrong with it? Yahoo was almost Google. I'm not going to go on that rant. Um, Mark Cuban sold broadcast.net to Yahoo. They didn't retain him as an employee, and therefore they just bought the new technology without the guy who's the innovator. And what happened? Google focused on employing brilliant minds, and now they're Google. And Yahoo is dick. Like, do you go on Yahoo for anybody that gets on Yahoo? Which great name, by the way. Um... Anybody that gets on Yahoo, do you go on Yahoo to look at Yahoo News? 
Because if that's the case, you're fucking lost. You are lost. Uh, nobody sources their news from Yahoo. You go there because you, it's like your junk email. <sighs> I felt like I was talking about something. Oh, I was saying my email's there. Please contact me. Write in. Give me recommendations of what you would like me to talk about. Give me recommendations. You know, we're still in the early period. I think this is probably going to be the 13th or 14th, 14th episode. I'm thinking about splitting it up into two seasons because 13 is a lucky, an unlucky number. And I am Puerto Rican. So that means inherently, biologically, I am superstitious. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what it means to be a Boricua. Boricua. Um... I'm thinking about splitting it up into two seasons. Every season is going to have about 12 episodes. This is probably going to be the 14th episode. This is going to be episode two, if you're good at math, of season two. Two, two, synchronicity. Your angel number, two, two, reveals that you're a fucking moron and you're going to keep on reading no matter what I write. Your Gemini is in Mercury retrograde. And that means you're a loser. Stop masturbating. Um, email me. It's so early in the podcast. I'm still amassing a group of people who are going to be the faithful uh, followers. You will have the, the, the amazing, majestic title of being one of my early followers. When I start the church of Matthew Christ and I open that church in the Delta, in the South, in Atlanta, Georgia, and I build the mega dome with your hard-earned money, and a hurricane comes and drowns everybody, and I don't let you into that mega dome, you're going to have the illustrious title of being one of my early followers, and that means you're going to get into the gates of heaven quicker, uh, where you will find that you will have service jobs. You will need to be the janitors of my heaven. Um. Email me. You can even email me uh, what you think about the title of my podcast. I like nothing important. I like nothing important. I was thinking about, like, you know, that's not a good podcast title, right? You know, I just say that after everything. Like, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Some, there's probably 19 podcasts with the name. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of podcasts, nothing important. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the lack of confidence in the podcasting world. But mine will rise to the top as all cream rises to the top. I am a creamy son of a bitch. That's going to be today's podcast. The sheep in sheepskin. Email me. Tell me what to talk about. Guys, I appreciate you. Keep on sending money. You think, you know, those? I, I have people that send me like a message and like a dollar. And they say, you know, sorry, it's not more. No, that fucking adds up, man. I really appreciate it. And for me, it's not even like the, the money. You know, I'm, I'm gainfully employed. I'm not, I'm not here for the money. It's more of like an encouragement mentally and emotionally for me. It shows people are willing to, hey, I like what you're doing. And I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Um, all that money goes to starving children in Cambodia. Um, I just lied. All right, no, uh, that that has been the podcast. I appreciate you. Enjoy your day. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Bye-bye.